And a very good afternoon on this Thursday. It is August the 12th. Arcadia to kick off the show with Election Day. As we are learning this afternoon, it'll be September 20th. Reports that Justin Trudeau will ask for Parliament to be dissolved this coming Sunday, kicking off roughly a 36-day campaign. But is this an election that Canada needs or that Canadians even want? Let's welcome in off the top political science professor Nelson Wiseman from the University of Toronto. He joins us to begin things here this afternoon on Global News Radio. Nelson, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, not a surprise. It's been rumored for some time now. We've been talking about it all week. But how do you think now that it's here, or just about here anyways, uh, September 20th, we've got a date. uh, How do you think Canadians are going to receive this uh, news that there is a federal election? Well, there's a poll out today that surprised me. It indicates that most Canadians are, um, are okay with having an election during this period. However, I believe that there is a segment to the Canadian people that opposes having an election, that resents having an election, and may just sit on their hands and not turn out to vote. Because this, of course, uh, comes in the midst of a uh, pandemic and a uh, pending uh, fourth wave, so there is some concerns about holding an election at this time. Nelson, it also happens only two years into the current government's uh, mandate. Uh, we had Jagmeet Singh on the program with us uh, just the other day, and he was saying that if an election was called by the Prime Minister, he considers it nothing more than a power grab. So could this backfire, perhaps, on uh, Justin Trudeau and the Liberals? Yes, it could. I mean, it backfired on David Peterson back in 1990. Um, now, I don't think uh, this is a matter of a pending election. We're we're actually mo- been more or less in an uh, election campaign for two, three months, ever since the House of Commons rose, when you had, I think, 19 MPs on one day getting up saying that they're giving their last speech in the House. And also here we had a minister of the government, Catherine McKenna, last month, announcing she wasn't going to run in the next election, even though the law doesn't call for an election for another two years. And when you say the last election was two years ago, it wasn't even two years ago. It was one year and 10 months ago. It was back in October. No, Jagmeet Singh is right. There's no need for this election. Of course, it's a power grab. The liberals are calling an election because they think they can convert their minority to majority. And Stephen Harper did the same thing and failed in 2008. Will Trudeau fail this time? We don't know, because campaigns are dynamic. Things can change. But one thing that generally happens during a campaign is that the gap between the parties narrows. So there's a poll out yesterday showing the Liberals are way ahead of the Conservatives, and I think the Liberals will win the election almost no matter what happens in the election, what happens in the campaign. Will they win a majority? Well, we, 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 we don't know yet. The odds look good for them, but they're not 100%. I would say there's between 55 and 60%. It could be, end up being very close, but with the Liberals having the most seats. I don't think I've heard the Prime Minister ask this question or answer it as of yet, but I'm sure he will be asked, uh, why an election now? Why is an election necessary? And it seems, you know, because I want a majority is maybe not the best answer. No, no, he's not going to answer the question. Well, this is what he has said so far. Uh, 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 He has said that they're frustrated that the Conservatives 
have been holding up legislation that they've introduced. And he's right that, that that's a job of the opposition. They're not going to make things easy for the government. So there are all kinds of pieces of legislation that the liberals would like to get through and not have their hands tied. At the end of the day, these pieces of legislation will get through, but uh, uh, they could be delayed in such a way that ends up hurting the government. And also, sometimes the cost of getting the legislation through might require them depending on another party, the Bloc Québécois or the NDP, who may have their own conditions attached to a piece of legislation. The, the way Jack Layton used that leverage uh, with Paul Martin years ago. So that's what the what they want is a blank check, and uh, and because they think the situation they're in right now, their hands are tied. That they have hardly got well, they've got not a number of things through, but there are other things that they want uh, passed or things that they will want passed, and they don't want Parliament to be a roadblock in any way. All right. Do you think that Aaron O'Toole, Jagmeet Singh, uh, the principal uh, opponents or opposition here, will that be their tack during this campaign to, to say that this is exactly what the liberals want? They want a blank check. And if it wasn't for us uh, in opposition in this minority situation, we were able to bargain and get this uh, for you that the, they can score some points there. Do you think that that is going to be the strategy of the conservatives and the NDP? It'll be the strategy of the NDP. It won't be the strategy of the Conservatives, because that would be admitting that they're running to be the official opposition. They're going to argue, no, no, it's time for a change in government. And at the beginning of the campaign, they've been saying it for a few days, we don't need an election now. But three days into the campaign, four days into the campaign, that isn't going to resonate uh, with people, because we are in a campaign, whether you like it or not, because that argument was also used against Stephen Harper, who also violated his own fixed election date law. And incidentally, this law that I believe is being, it's certainly being violated in spirit, every liberal in the House of Commons voted for it when it was passed back in 2007. It's hypocritical. And it really shows what a waste of time. Why do you run on a platform saying you're going to introduce a fixed election date law? You introduce it, everybody votes for it, and nobody observes it. Joined by Nelson Wiseman from the University of Toronto, talking about the breaking news this afternoon. Reports are that Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, will have Parliament dissolved on Sunday, and we are looking at September 20th as Election Day in this country. Uh, Nelson, do you expect that this election will be just solely uh, won or lost and fought on the pandemic? No, not at all. Although I think that, you know... Uh, I, uh, this is what I'll say about the pandemic. Every Well, we're all epidemiologists now because we're being exposed to information every day, information that's changing. This fourth wave, we're in, uh, you, you referred to it, that it might be happening. No, no, it's absolutely happening. According to the Globe and Mail, cases are up by 75% just in the past week. They went from 18, they went to 1,800 yesterday, reported, from 1,400 the day before. Two, three weeks ago, we were in the 200s. What's interesting is that the peak of this fourth wave is going to happen, I predict, in the same week as the election, September 20th. What's not clear, and nobody knows, is how severe it'll be. I don't, And I, I happen to think that it's not going to be nearly as severe as the third wave or the second wave, and that's because most Canadians have stepped up 
and gotten their shots. But the numbers are going to go up. The critical metric will be how many hospitalizations we have. And uh, we can't tell, but, uh, you know, it could quickly spiral out of the control. The, um, the canary in the coal mine for all of this are the Israelis because they were the first off the, um, off the starting blocks uh, with the vaccine well back in January, and, and a number of people got it there. And now they're talking about uh, another lockdown, although they're not, it doesn't look like they're going to do it. And mm-hmm. their rate of vaccination is around the same as it is in Canada. A okay, well, let me ask you this then, Nelson, because if the fourth wave does peak during election week, as you yeah. suggested might, uh, could that change the election and change the polls, particularly if hospitalizations have increased and uh, lockdowns uh, return? Or is that something that the prime minister doesn't necessarily aware that a lot of voters see that more uh, provincially than they do federally? I don't think we're going to get lockdowns. The one area where uh, uh, there's uh, great vulnerability is in the schools. And people will blame uh, their provincial governments. They'll blame Doug Ford for it, and justly so. Um, Now, Newfoundland had an election at the peak of the uh, third wave. And the government got reelected. However, it didn't do as well as it otherwise would have done. But as it turns out, this fourth wave is not going to be as severe as the earlier waves. And also, a lot of people will feel, okay, if hospitalizations are gone up, that's the fault of the unvaccinated. I'm not worried, they will say. And that's already 70% of the population, at least in Ontario. And so... I uh, I think, uh, so the psychology around the pandemic is completely different now. People are more comfortable if they're fully vaccinated, not wearing a mask. And justifiably so, because the data indicates they're very, uh, very, very, very unlikely of getting severely ill. So if they get a few sniffles and they may actually be a case that counts, really doesn't count. You know, they have sniffles in the winter anyways. All right. Well, let me ask you this, because this election will be held during a pandemic. Uh, First time we've had a federal election under those sorts of uh, conditions. So how do you think that is going to make this election different from any other we've ever seen? I mean, will the candidates have the ability, the leaders to to travel the country? And I'm also thinking about uh, rallies. I mean, can they really get uh, mass groups of people uh, together, their uh, supporters, and have the uh, traditional rallies that we're used to seeing? Oh, those are excellent points. I think the main effect is actually going to be on reporting the results. Elections Canada, which incidentally asked Trudeau, don't call an election with a minimum of 36 days. Under the law, uh, 36 days is the minimum. I think under the new law, maybe 50 days or 57 days are the maximum. I, I don't recall exactly. Once upon a time, uh, you know, you could call the election for the 12th of never. Um, and Harper uh, had a 77-day campaign. Um, So the effect on Elections Canada will be, uh, off the top of my head, twofold. The main thing is they're anticipating, but I think they're overestimating, that maybe 5 million Canadians are going to take advantage of mailed-in ballots. In the last election, only 50,000 did. Well, if you get 5 million people, and they're not planning to even open those envelopes until the day after the election, we're not going to get the election results in many, many, many seats, 
maybe in most seats, on election day. It could be three, four, five days later. And in some tight races, you know, a week later. So that's one major impact. The other thing is getting people to work at, uh, at election polls, which is always a problem now for Elections Canada to find people who get paid uh, to sit at the poll all day because they're going to be exposed to whoever comes in. Sure, there'll be masking and all of that. So those are challenges for Elections Canada. Now, you asked about rallies and the leaders. The leaders are running around the country the way they normally do. Are they having big rallies? No. But big rallies aren't what they used to be. And that's because most campaigns are essentially TV events. So you'll have the leaders making their announcements in the morning in front of a few people, and that will run on the news all day. And they will be meeting uh, volunteers and workers, but of course they'll make a point of stressing uh, people are wearing masks and should be socially distanced. One thing for the media to do, as I think about it, is actually to point out and to go to some of these meetings and say, hey, uh, people weren't as distanced as far as you said they would be and so on. But I don't think that'll have that big an impact. Only a tiny percentage of the population goes to rallies and uh, people essentially get their news like from what we're doing right now on radio, on television, on newspapers, and unfortunately on that uh, garbage medium platform called social media. All right. Well, listen, it'll be uh, very interesting as we await the Prime Minister. Again, the reports are Sunday. He will ask for Parliament to be uh, dissolved. And as you mentioned, it's going to be a sprint, not a marathon, uh, to the uh, finish line on September 20th. Nelson, always appreciate the input and the time. Thanks so much for uh, joining us on short notice here this afternoon. Thank you, and have a good day. You too. There is political science professor Nelson Wiseman from the University of Toronto. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.